<laughs> All right. Uh, can you say words? I can say words. This is me saying words. Perfect. I know words, guys. All right, cool. All right, I'll count it down in three, two, one. This is Chris. And Steve. (laughs) (laughs) And you're listening to One Cross Radio. And if you can tell by that several second gap, uh, we are joined once again by the one and only Steve, the man, Bert Lambert. Steve, how are you doing today? (laughs) That's a new one for me, the man, Bert Lambert. I'm doing well, Chris. (laughs) Yes. Sleep deprived and... Yeah, all all the things that go along with parenting, but I'm good. That's that is correct, sir. And uh, since you since you were last on the show, because we did try to record, I think late last year or early this year, I can't remember. Time has been weird. Uh, it, it we just we couldn't get our internet in sync, and that episode got got lost. Yeah, uh, I think it was but, in summer time. Yes, and then. Since that time, you have become a a father twice over now, sir. Well, I was already a father once, and then yes. I think at that point we were pregnant with our second. Yeah, so we have MJ and Hannah, two girls. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, and Hannah's Hannah's a year and a half. Almost, oh my so goodness. Year and she's a year and four months. So I guess. Yeah, maybe it wasn't in the summer. It was even long or longer yeah. than that. So I, 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 Hannah's I over a year now. So. Oh my goodness, this is bonkers. Um, oh man, my mind is kind of right yep. now. Insert I have kids. That you have kids. Um, <laughs> and listener, uh, you can also maybe tell by the sound quality that we are recording over Skype just because this is the easiest way for Steve and I to get together right now. Uh, so there might be some audio issues at some point. Sooner than later, I'd love to actually get together in person with Steve again. And at this point, record in his office because the house is a little full. Uh, um, and my house is in repair. So your office would be the way to go. <laughs> sure. Your house is under repair? Yeah. Um, so we had uh, water, it, like water damage last year. Um, and insurance is finally slowly getting stuff fixed. So right. eventually, later this year, hopefully in a couple of weeks, we'll have a functioning home again. Okay. We'll see, but it'll it'll be nice. <laughs> Tune in next time, listener, for another episode of Home Repairs and Insurance Problems. <laughs> um, so, Steve, we are we are rejoining to talk about uh, a little ditty of a Marvel film that uh, that dropped a little bit ago recently. Uh, yeah, we are mate. talking. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's June. Friggin'. <laughs> Seriously, time is weird. And we are talking about the multiverse of madness, Doctor Strange number two. And uh, Steve, what were your initial... How'd you like it, man? Uh, like, I don't think you and I have actually talked about it. Yeah, we talked a little bit. We texted a little bit right afterwards. I, um... I was very conflicted about it. Um... I think there's a lot of good about the movie. Um, it was really well made. It was very different than anything Marvel's ever done. It was the first first horror movie they've ever made. Um, it it leaned way too far into the kind of like witchcraft, souls of the damned realm for me. So that by the end of it, I was actually super uncomfortable watching it. Not scared, but like like against my conscience. Like this isn't right. This isn't for me. Uh, which is really unfortunate. Um, yeah, so I, I, uh, it's been interesting to see that I, I, I own, cause I'm an old fashioned nerd, every single Marvel movie on DVD seasons one to not, not, not Blu-ray, Chris, DVD, yes. uh, uh, <laughs> um, because I love them and I've watched them and I like, you know, we, I just rewatched them all with my sister and my, my wife. And I was like, we're not watching them on Disney plus I had them on DVD. We're watching these DVDs. Um, but then once we got to season four, I'm like, I don't want all of these. Like, I don't really want the Eternals. I don't really, I definitely, I'm not going to buy this one. Um, I probably like, yeah. Anyway, so that was, that was kind of like, 
yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed with some of the, the things in this se- in this season, <laughs> this season of Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're, at, at this point, it's more or less true. Like the honest yeah. trailers joke of it's a TV yeah. show just on the big screen yeah. is is kind of accurate. But anyway, I, I think there's lots of good things to talk about, like lots of things that I enjoyed about it. It was a really well-made movie, but just the content um, in terms of, you know, getting into kind of demonic and witchcraft stuff. Like, it, this wasn't like Marvel magic or Harry Potter magic. This was like dark and and very Sam Raimi-ish, right? Like Don, Evil Dead kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, it's just kind of a direction I'm not looking to go with my Marvel movies. So yeah. I mean, they, they freaking exploded... Uh, what's his name's head that like, that was like, it was just gruesome in parts. Like I, I was like, wow, they, they straight up are like going gory in this too. So yeah. Anyway. You know what? I, th- I think that's an interesting scene to kind of talk about. Cause I was like, wow, you actually made me for five seconds care about black bolt. Like I, yeah, there you go. I've never really cared for the inhumans, let yeah. alone the terrible and- show. And that um, show, which I, I have watched, again, I love the MCU, have watched every episode of, uh, and wow, was that bad. I was like, hey, it's the dude from that dude and that guy. Like, that's that's the Black Bolt that I watched in that show, and he looks kind of cool, and oh, they, they exploded his brain. That was awful. Like, I was uh, like, well, I, I just never cared about Inhumans, but I appreciate it. I'm like, yeah. that's comic book Black Bolt. That's cool. Yeah, and yeah then they did well with that. And then when they came up with the solution with his mouth, I was like, oh, damn. Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> like, so anyway, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's yeah. backtrack a bit. What were your initial uh, reactions? I think you were a lot more positive on it than I was. Yes, uh, just because I, even though I get where you're, I, I get where you're coming from with your, with your consciousness, uh, mm-hmm. th- like, that stuff doesn't weigh as much on mine as it, as it does with you. Yeah, um, because you're a heathen stupid sinner, so that's fine. <laughs> All right, so that's why I haven't been getting church jobs. I've been wondering. Um, <laughs> oh, have you been putting me down as a reference? Sorry, Chris. <laughs> what do you think about Chris? Well, besides the fact that he's a heathen, stupid sinner, he's a great guy. <laughs> um, no, so I like that stuff. Like I did notice as well. I was like, wow, they're mm-hmm. they're leaning into that a bit more. It's less like. Wanda hand wavy magic and they're actually doing a bit of the dark stuff. But then Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that can be there from Wanda, but most of the time the the darker aspect is saved for like Mephisto or the serious Ghost Rider stories, which are few and far between because it's hard to get a serious story with a flaming skull person riding a motorcycle. But when you look at his power set, you're also and his backstory, you're like, this it's a weird juxtaposition. Yeah, um, I mean the original the original Ghost Rider stories. He doesn't even make a deal with Mephisto. He legitimately makes a deal with Satan. Like it's yeah. like right in the right in the comics. <laughs> I think they they retcon it. Like that was you know Mephisto disguised as the Christian one or whatever. But like yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, not to go down a Ghost Rider tangent. Although it's just like that's where you'd expect a little bit more of the darker stuff. Mm-hmm. Although it's also at the same point, it was like, I guess it is within the realm like of Doctor Strange and Wanda that we could get here, but we just hadn't. But then, as you mentioned, Sam Raimi, like that's another thing. My original joke was straight up going to be like, it's nice for me to finally enjoy a superhero movie from Sam Raimi. Um, but like Spider-Man, uh, like jokes about Spider-Man aside. I oh, yeah, cannot like compliment it. enough like how well made it was. Uh, your point of it being like the most original MCU movie in quite some time, I absolutely agree with. I think that there hasn't been a dedication to this like kind of tone for, and voice from a director since you could all – I'd say you could since look Shane at – Shane Black and Iron Man 3. Ugh, get out. <laughs> <laughs> I legit saw a gif where it was like, I am the Mandarin and got angry at it. I'm just like, I actively hate this. Um, <laughs> so, no, I'd say since like, I, I, I'd even say Thor Ragnarok, because I've seen some people say like Guardians of the Galaxy, but it had a bit more MCU-ishness than I could say Ragnarok did. Ragnarok flipped Thor on its head that 
in a way that I'd compare Sam Raimi's Doctor Doctor Strange to. But if we're at the point now in Marvel movies where it's like, hey, if directors can have their original voice, but it still fit within the framework of like this tan <laughs> this tangential long story, then I'm I'm kind of game for it. But I'm also with you in the wider scope of phase four, phase four has just been kind of, eh. Yeah. It's a little aimless. I, uh, I I don't know if they know exactly where they're going. They don't have the build up to Thanos anymore. So it's just kind of like, they are, I think um, we'll talk about this more. I think they're, they are building up the secret wars. Right. Um, I think that that's become quite clear, especially with this movie. We're talking about incursions and having the Illuminati in it. Um, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> did, did, you, did you throw up the diamond? <laughs> I did. <laughs> but you're not recording this by video anyway. Um, yep. The What was I saying? Um, I think like season one, or season one, phase <laughs> one of the MCU uh, wasn't really, besides like introducing all the original characters, wasn't really doing anything like, you know, and some of those movies weren't great and some of them were fine and some of them were good. Uh, and I feel like it's like that kind of all over again on purpose. Yeah. Like they're like, we're just going to throw out a bunch of stuff and then we'll eventually tie it together and build the stuff. And, and you can already see like the multiverse themes that are building through it. And and, and that, that's been in uh, Loki, what if Spider-Man of all things. And then this. Um, so they're obviously building something with that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's not um, like we're, we're, we're going for the infinity gauntlet right now. Like it's just yeah. sort of like the building blocks of it. Right. They've introduced, they've introduced how many new characters? Um, and oh concepts. yeah. I still haven't seen Shang-Chi. Oh my gosh, you haven't seen Shang-Chi yet? No. That's one of the better ones I think of. Yeah. Of this well, phase. And, um, and I, I think that's also like, we'll get back to Dr. Strange, but I think that speaks to the weird spot phase four is in because phase four or season four as we can jokingly call it, even though like phase two was like, Hey, we're going to introduce Ant-Man. We're going to introduce guardians. Like they were, they were still Ant-Man small enough and guardians yeah. is off on the uh, pun intended. And then guardians is off on its own enough that it's like, Hey, you can introduce, but you still had a, a relative through line for the story. Whereas yeah. phase four has been like, hey, we're going to do, we got to drop a sequel to Spider-Man that also wraps up some of that stuff. We got to mm -hmm. wrap up Black Widow's story while introducing a new Black Widow. And then we got, we're doing the shows which are going to be connected, but not to the, to the film stories necessarily. Yes and no, like they are, mm -hmm. but it, because it, it uh, one internet reviewer, Jeremy Johns, pointed out, like, with this movie, if you haven't seen uh, WandaVision, yeah. you're going to be lost. And I, yeah. I think that's quite fair. Um, yeah. But it's still very much like Phase 4 is has some of that, that Phase 1 issues of we're introducing while continuing and we're building up again, but we're still... it does uh, Say what you will about Phase 1 it's still uh, like you saw the end goal. The end goal was the first Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. Whereas with this, it's like, That's Hey, true. We're, we're building up. We don't, the even show. Know, we don't even know what the short term goal is in this one. Yeah, exactly. So that's where I'm like, as a comic fan, I'm like, great. I've got a plethora of choices, but then especially because we just had like 10 years of build up to like two dynamite movies. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like, man, we've gone back several steps. So yeah. It's, well, and, and I think they can afford that, right? Like, so oh, I, yeah. I mean, we were, we were saying off, DC. off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they've got some capital in the bank, <laughs> literally and and uh, otherwise. Um, they also have, uh, um, like we were saying off air, that, you know, the pandemic's really screwed up their plans a lot, right? So they've had to, oh, to yeah. deal with that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think especially in the shows, it's apparent that the, the pandemic has kind of screwed them, some things up for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, there's there's lots of I think I think Fantastic Four is going to be the capstone of Phase Four, um, which I think makes sense thematically, and and they've they've you know finally started to kind of build to it a little bit. Uh, that's that's my theory, but um, yeah. I think that I I think we can tie that back into Doctor Strange. I think that that's a good segue. Uh, one of the 
big scenes in the movie. And uh, like we can break down the whole movie, but I I actually did mean to ask you, what was your opinion of the Illuminati scene and who they they included? I mean, I enjoyed that. Um, uh, So, I mean, they had shown they teased, you know, the most of the big ones, except for Mr. Fantastic in the uh, trailer. Right. So you knew that Captain Carter from. well, I don't know if it's the the, the one from uh, what if, what if, but the, you know some version of Captain Carter. Um, they had shown not just uh, uh, Professor X, but like the the X Men '97 Professor X. Uh, yeah. And, and and you know they're making the cartoon of that at some point. Yeah. Like continuing the series. So and that that seemed like they were trying to do some synergy there with that. Um, uh, I didn't really care about Monica Rambeau as Captain Marvel. Uh, and yeah, it was cool seeing John Krasinski as as Mr. Fantastic. Um, I I and, actually loved that. <laughs> and I and I and I was I was as we said before pleased to see Black Bolt again. And and I was like, I can't believe they went with the same guy from that show. And they're like, let's just do it. Um, <laughs> and then we actually got to see his powers in that the kind of flashback of what they did when they killed their Doctor Strange. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So you, I mean, I, I know that you're pretty much always going to love Jim from the office when he shows up and stuff. Yeah. You were excited to see him as Mr. Fantastic. Well, yes. And not just, well, a bit because I'll always love John Krasinski. I think he can be a terrific actor. Um, but also that had been a fan cast, like yeah. one of those fan casts for a while that I was like, all right, that, that actually be cool. Um, because I'm not huge. On, I'm not huge on fantastic four. Um, so for me, what's also going to help connect for me is like the right actor, the right performer. And I enjoyed the little bit of time he was there. Um, yeah. And then it was just one of those like, ah, oh, that's cool. And that was one of those like long rumored things. I was actually a bit nervous going into Dr. Strange just because of how many ridiculous, like just ridiculous, ridiculous rumors had come out for it. And yeah, it's yeah. just like, like leaning into the multiverse of madness stuff. I'm like, it's if half of these are true, there's, there's no way this movie could work. It's going to collapse under the weight of itself. Yeah. And it, it pulled itself off. I loved Jim as, as Mr. Fantastic. Now, of course I kind of want him as Mr. Fantastic going forward, but I also, I'm also curious just how they're going to pull off the fantastic four. Cause I think that's a tough, that's a tough character pool to to introduce um, off the bat. I, in a way, I look at it similar to the um, to the mutants, like how they're going to how they're going to make that work. I think that's going to be a challenge for the MCU. I'm interested to see how they go. I don't agree that the Fantastic Four is difficult to do. I mean, I think with the problem with the past three, you can even say four films, if you do the one from the 90s uh, that never got released. Uh, the problem with those films is they didn't understand what the Fantastic Four were, right? I mean, those original Fantastic Four, or those those 2000 Fantastic Four movies came out in the hype of, like, let's just throw everything out there. And, like, they don't understand that they're a family, right? They're 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 right. a family, and they're, they're adventurers more than they are uh, superheroes. And they just were, like, the young adult superhero, you know, group. Or, again, like, you, you, you can't have... Um, like you have to understand what the heart of the property is in order to, to pull it off, I think, right? So that's... I think that's really important. And I think, I think uh, I trust the MCU to do that. Well, um, the one criticism I heard about John Krasinski that I, I can see um, is that like Reed Richards is supposed to be the, the smartest man uh, in the, Oh, my computer's making weird noises. Yeah, uh, it's, supposed to be the, it's like something just let off steam. Um, uh, John uh, Reed Richards is supposed to be the smartest man in the world. Um, and his portrayal in the comics is like he's almost on the spectrum sometimes. Like he just neglects his family and gets lost in his work. And and Jim's just a little bit too much like the everyman, right? He just like he just shows up and he just does his thing. And I liked him. I didn't think he was a bad actor. Uh, although I mean, I, I think all those guys kind of just did a green screen appearance, you know, spread some lines <laughs> in my home. But uh, yeah, he doesn't have that like weird quirkiness that even like Ewan Grufford did in the original the, the 2000 Fantastic Four movie. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I I think, oh, sorry. Yeah. I think, I think, 
I'm not going to say like, I don't want to see him again or whatever, but you know, I, that's the, that's one criticism that I heard that I was like, I, I can understand that. So. I think, I, I think that's fair. Although at the same point, I'd be like, we had fantastic on the screen for a thinking in a cumulative, like three or maybe fantastic four minutes. Um, like he, re- he was really not there that long. Um, sure. And I think out of other stuff I've seen him in when uh, I'm even specifically thinking of a quiet place, um, sure. which he like wrote, directed and then starred in where I think he could give maybe more of that Reed Richards that they're looking for. But it also might be challenging because like when you see Krasinski, you're like, you want that the Krasinski charm. You want the gym aloofness almost. So mm-hmm. it, it could be interesting. Um I was just going to say, to speak to the Fantastic Four, I think you you summed it up great. I think what some stuff the other movies struggled with, and then even myself, like, it's very much, like, your 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 summation is great, and that's how I got to focus on it. Because I when I think Fantastic Four, I still think of the time it was created in, and it still channels that, and it still yeah. carries a number of those 60s aesthetics where I'm like, that's where it's going to be difficult to insert it into modern time. But if you can yeah. just focus on the family stuff and then not do the ultimate Fantastic Four or go yeah. to to Simpsons on it, where it's the dysfunctional family yeah. too much, then. But um, yeah, well, I like Doctor Strange's joke about Fantastic Four. That must have trended well in the 60s or something like that. You know, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that that was actually something that was like one of the uh, interesting scene there for me in the movie where I'm like, that's how you can have the impact of selling Wanda's evil because she just ca- killed off like four or five beloved characters, but of little consequence because they're from different universes. And, and like, but it still has an impact. <laughs> brutally killed them, right? Like, yeah. She, she popped Reed Richards' head. She well, like she shredded him. Yeah, she, she spaghettified him, and then she popped his like they 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 zoomed out so you couldn't see it in in detail, but his head exploded. Yeah, and I mean she cut Captain Carter in half. She you know threw that thing down on Captain Marvel. She broke um, uh, she broke Professor X's neck. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true too. Like in the in, in the, the astral psychic, zone. That, yeah, yeah, in the psychic. Um, yeah, I mean it and it. Uh, yeah, it was it was a brutal scene. Like it was it was crazy. Um, yeah. The I think we should talk more about the actual movie as a whole, though, because that's like yeah, that was one scene in it. I, I think one thing that this movie did really, really, really well is that um, if you watched the trailer, um, you were left thinking this movie is a follow up on the What If show, right? Like. Doctor Strange facing off with the evil Doctor Strange, probably meeting zombies and the Captain Carter that we've already seen. And that's just not what, the sh- what it was at all, right? Like, no. you, you find out in the first the first 10 minutes that, or whatever, 15 minutes that, that Wanda's the bad guy, which you did not prepared for at all. And like the zombie was a misdirect. Everything was a misdirect from that trailer. They did a great job oh, yeah. of, of interesting you and then completely flipping everything. It- in some ways, it made it, the marketing, not in terms of tone, but uh, it made me like with Ragnarok, it was like a Thor buddy cop movie with yeah. with the Hulk. So with Multiverse of Madness, they made you made it look like, oh, it's going to be like one damn Doctor Strange going off through the multiverse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. And then it was such a ter- like and that was such a great bait and switch because I'm like, man, just evil Doctor Strange isn't going to be. Like it, it could work, but it's like that's not going to be the most interesting villain. So I loved mm-hmm. that that curveball. Um, I forgot that America Chavez was going to be in the movie. Um, I thought they and you know what? I got to give them kudos. I thought they, they made it work. I'm not huge on America Chavez. Um, yeah. I know the character had promise when she was introduced in the comics. And then there was her solo run, which um was not good. Um, I haven't read anything with her in it, so her solo run is her first solo run is terrible. Um, okay. It was at the height of people criticizing Marvel for getting too woke, but in this case, it was like it was legit bad writing and shoehorned in messages and nothing. It, it was just really bad writing. Um, yeah. 
So then it was one of those like, oh, okay, if we if you get in America, like she's gonna have that. But I I like the actress playing her. I'm not like a huge fan, but of the character. Yeah. But I was like, cool, why not? Um, and she functioned well in the movie. Like I know some people said, oh, there's not enough story for her. Where I'm like, well, it's also not fully her story. She's and, the MacGuffin, right? She's not really exactly driving the, like doing anything. She's just the the chase chases thing. She yeah. is the thing to get uh, to move the story. Yeah. Like she's the rabbit's paw from Mission Impossible Three and if you, monkey's, if paw, you, monkey's paw. <laughs> like if if we want more of her story, then I'm sure we can get it in a in a We're, in a Young Avengers thing, right? I mean, that's Avengers one of the things or Disney Plus or well, so I think probably in Disney Plus and maybe in a movie, they are going to make it like they've introduced every single original member of the Young Avengers, except for Iron Lad, who is a young version of Kang, who they've already introduced, and uh, Hulkling, who is uh, half Kree, half Skrull, and they've got right. the Secret Invasion uh, TV show coming out, so that's definitely going to come up. And then they've already introduced some of the extra members of the Young Avengers, Young Loki and America Chavez, who came in later, so... Um, <laughs> So they're doing they're doing a Young Avengers something, right? They have every single member there except for a couple, which are definitely coming up soon. On a um, side note, when they announced uh, when they announced Secret Invasion, I just got mad at the Captain Marvel movie all over again. I'm just like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> ugh. Anyways, anyways, um, I one thing I loved with this movie, um, aside from the the performances, I I love Benedict Cumberbatch performance. Uh, I think um, I almost said Mary Elizabeth Winstead, but that's not her name at all. <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen. Um, I think she all, she like stole the show for me. I thought she was tremendous. And she, yeah, she, did, acted, acted hard. she, she carried her grief uh, and trauma so well. And mm -hmm. it was one of those things where. Sorry, Jill's bobbing her head as she walks in. Um, hey, Jill. Steve says hi, babe. She says, Steve. I, I heard her. <laughs> okay. Um, so, like, I thought her performance was great. And it was one of those where too often in movies where it's like, oh, we got to make you feel sympathetic for, for the bad guy who we're just introducing. Or I'm like, no, you feel sympathetic for Wanda because you've been with her for this past while. And you can see how we got here. And it makes mm -hmm. sense and you understand it and it hurts. So it's just one of those things where you're like, oh man, like you're, you're going off the deep end. I get why, but, mm -hmm. and I, I thought she was tremendous. She was one of the like, just great. Her performance was outstanding. The other improvement I think on this one over the first Dr. Strange is it gave Rachel McAdams something to do. Sure. She wasn't just the the love interest who was there for like twenty minutes. Like she she actually her character actually had something to do. I felt their connection more in this one than the last one. Um, and it being after the relationship was interesting. So yeah, and, and I think I mean it was interesting. Like I I do kind of feel like with everything that was going on in this movie, and there was a lot going on in this yeah. movie. Um, they were able to kind of put in a couple moments that showed some growth in interesting character moments for Doctor Strange too, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, and partially just seeing the versions of himself in the multiverse and how awful <laughs> most of them are, right? And the way that people react to him always having to be the hero and always having to be the one holding the scalpel and kind of these themes showing up and being like, I don't want to be like that. And, and, able to, and you know, uh, admitting to alternate Christine he has a hard time getting close to people because his brother or sister died and it was his fault. And um, none of that was super like, let's really dive deep into this, but it was, there was a subtle hints of that. And I think they kind of showed us more than told us with the, with the dimension hopping. Um, I, I thought that was pretty cool. And, and um, the part where, um, you know, he says that, you know, he needs to face his fear, right? He's, I've been afraid of getting close to people. And, and I don't know if she says it or he says it, to face that fear. And then at the, nope. the post credit scene, um, Clea shows up, Clea, uh, who is his, like his love interest and in they're married yeah. at one point in the comics, which I mean, Charlize Theron is now just showing up in cameos of the, like this is where we are in the MCU. But um, he says like, <laughs> I'm not afraid. 
know, like I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to go in and, and face it with you. So that's kind of like talking about that relational side of things with him too. Um, so that. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Best scene in the movie. Sorry, I missed like half of that. Uh, oh, really? Because the internet cut out. <laughs> do, you want to, do you want me to say it again? Yeah, yeah. Could you? <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I uh, remember what I said. Um, <laughs> there was a lot going on in this movie, right? And they, they still managed to put in a couple things that showed uh, character growth and a kind of a journey for for Doctor Strange, you know, starting with the wedding, um, mm-hmm. but also I think mostly rather than, than telling us stuff, they showed us through the dimension hopping and him seeing alternate versions of himself, um, you know, that most of them are jerks and they, they are like the, the criticism that they always have to be the one holding the scalpel they always have to win. They don't trust anyone else. Um, he realizes that's true and that that's not what he wants to be, right? And so he yeah. he makes decisions in this movie based on what he's seen of other versions of himself and is able to grow as a result of that. And, you know, he's, he humbles himself and bows to Wong at the end. And um, he doesn't doesn't kill America even when she gives him permission and, and trusts her, even though that was a little bit of like, a, oh, it's the end. Now it's going to work kind of. Yeah. Place. I'm not going to. But it showed his, you know, his growth in that. Um, and th- there's even the part where he talk, he he admits to uh, alternate Christine, right, that he's afraid of getting close to people because of his sibling that died. That was his fault. And she talks about him facing his fears. And then when Charlize Theron shows up as Clea, who was his wife and love interest in the comics, um, in, in that cameo at the end, the end credit scene, he, she asks him if he's afraid, and he says no. So it's kind of like that, like. I'm willing to take these steps and, and, and grow and move on. Um, so yeah, it was it was a little bit because there was so much other stuff, but it was there, and I, I appreciated you know how they did that. Um, yeah. I also I also did like how he was, even though he was like, yes, it was the only way to go, like to allow yeah. the snap. Like he was still seemed haunted and challenged by it. Yeah. Uh, like, and I do like that where it gives the time like too often a movie says like hey the right thing is yes it's the right thing but it's also like then everything's easy where it's like no man sometimes the right yeah. thing is going to hurt yeah. <laughs> and it still did for him years later um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i also found it interesting now did he say i can't remember did he say in the movie that spider-man was peter parker or did he just mention spider-man but not peter he just parker? mentioned he just mentioned spider-man Okay, yeah. So they, they, that follow through is still there, where he he yeah. doesn't remember. Um, yeah. well, one, I think one thing that's really worth mentioning is the best scene in the whole movie was that music fight between the alternate versions of himself when they have that that battle in his sanctum sanctorum in the right. messed up world. Uh, oh, you still there? Yes, yes, I am. Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that that. That scene was was yeah. visually stunning. <laughs> it was awesome. It sounded cool. Um, that was really neat. Like going into the bonker stuff of magic, uh, I really enjoyed that scene a lot. It was pretty cool. So I think that scene is the thing that most reminded me of some of the visual style from the first movie. Uh, okay. I well, the first movie, especially as they went into the mirror dimension, and it was like inception incepting itself right right it, this movie didn't do that stuff as much so it was it was visually even though consistent a different movie but that part reminded me of some of that visual flair that we yeah. got in the in the first doctor strange whilst mm-hmm. making its its own thing um and yeah that was that was definitely a highlight um I don't think the third eye is going to last long. <laughs> I'm just tossing that out there. Well, I mean, he can close it. So, I mean, they can pull it in whatever they want to. I, I think, I think so some nitpicks about the movie and one of which would mm-hmm. include the fact that uh, I, I do think Sam Raimi's vision and the MCU water down of it kind of fight against each other. Right. As, as much as I didn't like the um, cloak of the damned that he had at the end and the zombie strange or whatever, like the movie ends if you take out the the scenes uh, on like a horror moment where he like screams in agony, this this eye pops out of yeah. his head because he had used the the uh, what do you call it, the dark hold uh, the necronomicon then, like let's <laughs> what that 
I called it the Necronomicon, which is like the book, basically the book of the damned from Evil yeah. Dead. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, the, the Darkhold is a, a thing from the comics too. It's, it's the book I of know. the damned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's then just strictly then, as a Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah, and then you cut to the next scene, and he's okay again. It's just kind of like that. That kind of like was a cool ending to the movie in a horror kind of way. And then it's like, okay, but he's, he's fine. He's with Clea now. Um, so that's one of the things. This is another really dumb nitpick that I had was uh, the multiverse just started, right? Like in Loki. Um, and uh, and yet they're saying that every time you dream, it's you seeing other versions of yourself. It's like, well, but, but what about before Loki did that, right? Like, what did it mean then? So I, I kind of like... I don't know. That's just dumb. I, I can get over that, but that was the nitpick that I had. Um, that's fair. Oh, I've got to finish Loki too. <laughs> I'm way behind on my shows. Um, yeah, yeah. Loki, Loki directly ties into this multiverse stuff, so you should finish that. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, I mean, if if it had Andrew Garfield showing up and stealing the show, then <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> just, uh, just, uh, I, I will never stop singing the virtues of uh, No Way Home. That, like, that to me is a just an amazing movie. Um, one anyway. of my favorite scenes, yeah. one of my favorite little moments in the movie is when, um, when they're running away from Wanda in that the Illuminati um, compound or whatever, and they hear this like noise coming down the hallway. It sounds like something's coming after them, and then it's it's just Doctor Strange squealing around the corners on his shoes when he slides. <laughs> Uh, just like that kind of like horror humor. I mean, I, I laughed out loud for that part. That was good. I really enjoyed yeah. that. Um, that's um, and that's something that I thought Sam Raimi brought like a lot of interesting stuff too. I, as you're talking about it, I'm just like, you know what? If like, even though I um, it might not be my first choice, but if they were to do I lost you, Chris. Marvel. You there? Were to get more in. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yes, I am. I heard it wouldn't be my first choice, but if they were to do, and then I, I didn't hear anything after that. Okay. Yeah. No. Basically, I was I I was searching for my thought anyway. So no. uh, that wasn't the computer. Back. That was just you thinking. <laughs> <laughs> like if, like I think Marvel. One of the interesting things is it's at the point almost where you, especially with the multiverse stuff, it could be it could allow itself to do a bit more alter films where it doesn't have to go R rated like Logan, but Think of the vision and specific style that that had. Like you, yeah. you could do that with other stuff. And I think Marvel, not that it has to do like dark magic stuff, but there's enough characters that lend themselves to the horror realm that it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, friggin' let Sam Raimi do a multi, like a. If you were ever going to do Marvel zombies or something like that, <laughs> like. Yeah. It, that could work with with him or someone like that. So, well, once again, watch it, watch the what if first. Oh yeah, no, no, I I definitely will. Um, um what what do you uh, do? You need predictions for the future for where where some of the things from this will lead? Um, I don't know. Just okay. because I also it, it's one of those things where. I mean, coming out of the first Doctor Strange, I didn't think this would be the next movie. Sure. Like, I thought we'd get a follow-up with Mordo, and... So apparently there's a deleted scene, and that was the first scene in the movie, where Mordo comes to Wanda to ask for help to destroy all magicians, and she just straight-up murders him. And so, like, in that version, you, you find out, like, right away she's the bad guy. Um, like... Uh, so they kind of imply in this movie that like he's been active trying to get like trying to get at um strange well, yeah but, um but yeah apparently in the in the original cut that was like she just like straight up murks him in the first scene so would have been a tone setter <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> yeah uh definitely would have been a tone setter um 
So like that's that's the thing with Doctor Strange. Uh, just because he's his stories can be so big and different mm-hmm. that I'm like I'm just not sure. But I'm also not sure where the MC like it, yeah where MCU is going. Where I'm like okay, but where does like where does he tie into this? Where does where does his story go? Yeah. Um, well. So th- that's the thing. I'm just, I, I, I don't think that, I don't think they're going to lean into that third eye much. Uh, one, because they already showed he can cover it up. But then two, I'm also like, this just very much feels like Thor getting the eye patch in Ragnarok, where I'm like, that's going to get undone pretty early into the next movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you, let me ask you this. Do you think Wanda's dead? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Now, I'm, I, I think with the, uh, like they might give her character a break. Um, but Wanda is not only within the MCU now too pivotal of a character, um, because I think they've made her that. I also think there's too many riches for that character with other, with other shows and properties. Like if you need her, if you need a person brought back for a doctor strange villain or something, Wanda, if you need, uh mutants wanda x-men so but you think she's coming back as a bad guy i'm not sure if she'll come back as a bad guy i just don't think she's gone okay so so here's my theory um i think she's pretty irredeemable as is right like they've shown her doing some pretty horrific things um but they also said there's a prophecy that the scarlet witch would either destroy or rule the cosmos right and she did not even close to either of those things in this movie <laughs> uh, uh, so they have heavily heavily implied um that first of all the kang stuff is going to lead to like a multiversal war uh right. and sec- i mean i don't know you haven't seen the end of loki but that's that's in there uh and secondly they've talked about several times in this movie about incursions which is from um, not the original 1985 Secret Wars, but the re kind of redone story of Secret Wars that they did in I think, mm-hmm. 2015. Jonathan Hickman wrote a story um, where universes started colliding with each other and destroying each other. Um, and so uh, the the there's a comic, The New Avengers, that Jonathan, Jonathan Hickman wrote that was basically the Illuminati, which is a group that Brian Michael Bendis started in his earlier uh, her, his earlier uh, Avengers run are basically like Reed Richards, Namor, um, Black Panther, Professor Xavier, except I think he was dead at that point, so probably the Beast, um, Doctor Strange, Tony Stark. Uh, they get together and, like, what do we do to stop our universe from getting destroyed? And they end up, like, just straight up destroying other universes to protect their universe over and over we'll and over send again. send Hulk into space. Yeah, well, that that's previous to this, right? That's another thing. Right. But um, so in, the, in that story, uh, they eventually start happening so fast they can't stop them anymore. And so Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom uh, use their combine their powers to take all the pieces of whatever's been left over to create a new world, um, where Doctor Doom is God Emperor Doom. He rules the world and his like it kind of holds it together by the force of his will. Um, and uh, and so my theory is that we are going to get Secret Wars as kind of the end cap to whatever you know the next three phases or whatever. Um, and that Wanda is going to play a big role in that. She might have Doctor Doom's role, or maybe Doctor Strange's role in, you know, having a hand in destroying, but also ruling over um, the multiverse um, or the universe of the world that's left over after all this happens. Right. Um, I think she's going to have a role in that. I think it's probably going to be an alternate version of her. Uh, yeah. I, I think the one that we got is is gone and dead. Um, hmm. So I, I think that that's where it's going. I mean. The, both the Illuminati and Clea at the end, we're talking about those incursions, which is the universe is colliding. Uh, and so uh, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna go there. I don't know if it's gonna be in the Doctor Strange story, but um, I mean the Clea thing kind of suggests that it will be. But I, I think we'll we'll see that at some point. Uh, and I think she'll Wanda will have a big big part of that and Doctor Strange. Nice. So that's that's my big theory coming out of it. I like it. Um... <laughs> When when you were talking, I thought like a whole new world <laughs> instantly yeah. started singing uh, Disney in my head. Um, yeah, it's I don't know. I think with Wanda, like 
I think there's room for this Wanda to continue. Like, I know we did the sacrifice play at the end because um, she was really exposed to, like, just how messed up she had become. So I still think there's room for that. I really it, it's just like one of those things where I'm like, unless you're dusted, like, OK, no, not even dusted, like dusted in the second movie um, or die directly on screen and we see your body. I'm not going to. I'm just like we we didn't see your body. We didn't see the hand under the, under the rubble. There's so yeah. much there where I'm like. She might be injured, but I, I don't I don't think she's dead yet. Um, yeah, and it is magic, right? But I, I guess the reason that I go for an alternate <laughs> version of hers, because even if she's not dead, what do you do with her at this point? Oh, you still there? Yeah. Oh, yes, oh. yes, I am. Uh, did you, oh, Steve? Did you, yeah, did you catch Steve? any of that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you said, uh, what do you do with her at this point? Yeah, I, I just feel like, in terms of being a hero, at least in in the MCU, I mean, she she straight up like murdered all of Comartage. Um, she's, and you know, people in alternate universes is too, and she's so done some pretty dark stuff. So, I don't know. It's it's I, I feel like it's it'd be pretty hand wavy. They're like, oh, right, we're gonna accept you now. And you're a hero again. Like, mm, yeah. Well. Yeah, I don't know if she'll. I I don't think she'd ever slot right back into like. Hey, I'm a hero again. Uh, yeah. Although at the same point in the comics, you look at the track record of like Magneto being accepted as a hero and yeah. a villain, or Wolverine's a hero and he's murdered thousands of people. Sure. <laughs> um, sure. So it's just like I, I do get you. I I think there's still more stories to do with her, but not your traditional like, hey, she's the good guy stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wonder if the white vision will ever come, like, what we'll, we'll, we'll see with that, because he's still out there somewhere, right? Well, exactly. And I think she ties too much, like, she's got too much of a tie to the X-Men side of things that that's where I don't think, like, regular old Wanda is is gone yet. I still think there's enough there that they can tie her in in other ways. Um, yeah, I wonder I wonder what, what the, will happen with that, because... Yeah, the comics have actually kind of separated them. <laughs> she's yeah. not a mute, she's not Magneto's daughter anymore. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm also which was dumb. I'm also just not sure how they're gonna. The mutants are the thing that I'm trying to figure out how they're gonna balance that. I I just yeah. honestly don't know how you do the how you you pull off the like the discrimination aspect about them having superpowers when we're in a world where everybody's got well not everybody but a lot of people have superpowers, including Ned, evidently. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, sure. com yeah, coming out of Doctor Strange, I didn't, like, I liked the first movie. It wasn't, like, it wasn't amazing, but it was still, it was still a lot of fun. I liked this one a lot more than I thought I would. Um, the story was quite different than I thought it would be the brief glimpses we got of different multiverses were kind of cool. Um, there was, I can't remember which one, but there was a brief one where I'm like, I hope this is how we get squirrel girl. Um, <laughs> give me squirrel girl, Steve. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm excited to see where it's going to go. I'm just not sure how, uh, like where it ties in or how it picks up some of the loose threads from that, from that first story with Mordo, because uh, now mm -hmm. I also kind of feel like, aside from murking him, like, I don't know if he sits there as a threat or there's too, like, the magic is too ingrained now for, like, with Camertage and everything for it to be like, oh, yeah, no, he's just out murking people. So mm -hmm. it's just like one of those, like, I don't know where where to go from there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think we've we've covered it. I think so too. Uh. So yeah. In short, I I really enjoyed it. There was more things I liked than I didn't like. Um. I, for the most part, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. But I'm I'm. It's just like one of those. I'm curious where what's going on with the MCU and where stuff's going. 
Sure. Um, so here, while we've still got some time, we I, I, I did an episode, but I would be amiss if I didn't get your thoughts recorded on on No Way Home, sir. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I was in one of those theaters where there was like this idiot that was like weeping and yelling and cheering <laughs> and and i'm not saying that that guy was me but it was me <laughs> uh, yeah i i don't think i've ever had as loud of a reaction to a movie in my life i really I, in the theaters especially thoroughly enjoyed um just about every moment of that movie um uh, yeah, some of the same things that I listened to that podcast that you you did for that. You know, I, I uh, some some of the same things that you said, right? Like, um, Andrew Garfield was awesome. I mean, he when he when he saves MJ, bro, you know, I was bro. I was all over that, right? I was like, <laughs> as soon as I saw her fall and they showed him, I was like, no way, that's awesome, and just like yeah, yelling and cheering and crying and uh, yeah, I mean, and it, the movie has its problems, right? Like. Uh, Doctor Strange kind of jumps into that spell without really defining what they're talking about, you know, and Ned having powers is kind of dumb. Uh, but, I mean, I also love the part where where he finds out that, like, Peter's best friend in all these universes tries to kill him, and he's like, I promise <laughs> I won't do that. Uh, without context, <laughs> it is Peter, and that's, it's so awkward. And, and um, I mean, Tom Holland did a great job. Willem Dafoe makes me wonder why they ever put a mask on that guy. Like he was the scariest version of the, the green goblin that I've ever seen. Uh, just, yep. just his face is so crazy. Um, so that was, and, and I just like the, the, like the purple uh, sweater over, like they, they just did a good job of kind of capturing uh, closer to the comics. Um, I'm a little bit confused about the whole uncle Ben thing because, you know, like they kind of implied that he was there a couple of times in the previous movies. But then, like, May wasn't even buried next to him. Um, so I don't know what, whatever, you know, they did a good job of uh, making, you still there? Yeah, they did a good job of doing the power responsibility yes, yes, thing. With, they did a good job of doing the power responsibility thing with May. So I really, like, I thought that was a really great scene. Um, uh, I'm really interested to see where they go from here. Uh, I love... I mean, my I've liked all the Spider-Man movies so far with the big asterisks of I hate that he has Stark tech and can call a private jet to pick him up from Holland and like fabricate a suit on the way. Like that stuff is like, that's not Spider-Man. And, and it's like, oh, OK, so now we've got to the end of his actual origin story. Yeah. I'm I'm like, all right, let's what's next? Because I want to see this. Right. So um I mean, I, I'd love to see, uh, you know, like off the top of my head, I'd love to see uh, Scorpion next out of the J. Jonah Jameson stuff. Um, kind of get him, the, the Scorpion that we saw originally get hired by Jameson. Yeah. Um, I'd, love to see, I'd love to see the Vulture again, but have you heard what happened to him? No. He's in the Morbius universe now. Sony oh, took him. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he like ended yeah. up like talking to Morbius at the end of that. I just saw the, the, uh, the end credit scene. Because Sony is so ridiculous with these properties, um, but yeah, I, I think a really cool next episode or next next uh, installment would be uh, <laughs> Scorpion, the Black Cat, as kind of like a love interest of him trying to figure out what to do. Uh, I think it'd be really cool to see um, MJ go off to school and come back as like trying to be someone she's not, like a party girl. Like we can see a little closer to the comic accurate MJ, and then Peter realizing that him not being in her life is 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 actually not good for her. And that he oh, provides some kind of stability for her. Um, oh, sorry. What, what was the last thing you heard? Uh, see MJ go off and. <laughs> I, I, I love to see her go off to school and then like come back and she's kind of changed who she is to try and kind of fit in or whatever. And like she's she's more like the party girl from the comics. And right. then Peter, Peter, who's kind of thinking maybe me not being with her is better for her and realizing, oh, actually, no, it's not. Like I know who she is and this isn't it. Um, right. I, I, those are the kinds of things that, like, off the top of my head, I think would be cool to see next. Um, if you know, if they if they ever hired me to write this, which they yeah. shouldn't. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm I I obviously loved it, and I, I've only seen it twice, but I I really enjoyed it both times, and uh, um, 
I have, you know, a couple of nitpicks here and there, but I, I really think they're great. And it was, it was a little bit off putting when you realize that, um, they reused footage from amazing Spider-Man two and Spider-Man three. Um, like they, they didn't get, um, Riss Iffens or, uh, uh, Thomas Hayden church in, they just did like CG. So he was the lizard and the Sandman all the way through right. and then they voiced it and the scenes at the end where they turn back into themselves are like 100 percent clip footage from the previous movies that they were in <laughs> uh, and as soon as you see that you can't unsee it and it's a little weird um but i guess that was probably just pandemic stuff and and you know yeah. things that they dealt with um but yeah anyway, I, I i it's funny it, it's way more funny the second time than i remembered seeing remembered it being the first time um and it's you know moving and it's powerful and it was just a lot of fun. Um, I also, uh, what was I going to say? <sighs> I don't remember what I was going to say, but yes. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll still say coming out of that one, I didn't think I'd want multi-franchise Spider-Man movies. Like if it could somehow carry what we got from there, even though you could look at it as a great capper to the other two's films yeah. coming out of that. I'm like, this solidified why Andrew Garfield was my favorite Spider-Man. Uh, so now of course I'm like, all right, give him a good writer, give us another Garfield movie. And then, well, I mean, I think Sony's ridiculous that they're making Like, why would you make a Morbius movie with no Spider-Man in it? <laughs> well, but, but, but with no Spider-Man in it, right? Like, you could have very easily put a Spider-Man in it from one of the other universes. They're making a Craven the, the Hunter they, movie. The same reason like, they did a Venom movie without a Spider-Man. Right. But uh, I'm, I'm saying like you you could make that Venom as part of the Andrew Garfield tie it in, right? You could you could like they're making a Craven a Craven movie. You have an old Peter Parker who's married. Like you could do Craven's Last Hunt with him now, right? Like who who wouldn't want to see that? Yeah. Even if it's a bit cheesy, like I would, I I think if they if they put Andrew Garfield or um, uh, Tobey Maguire in any of these French like franchise spin-off movies that they're making, I all of a sudden become a hundred percent more interested in in either of them, even if they're not going to be great. Like I'm not going to see Craven's Last Hunt. I'm not going to see Madame Web. I'm not going to see the El Muerto movie. Uh, like that's such a, a dumb idea. Um, I didn't see Morbius. I, I only I saw Venom 2 on the airplane on the way to the UK a few yeah. months ago. Like, uh, I, I didn't bother with Let There Be Carnage because I'm like, no. And I and I love Venom and I love Carnage, yeah. but I'm like, oh, no, that's just not going to be them. Yeah. I think, like I told you, some movies are made to be seen in theaters. Some of them you can wait to rent. This one was definitely watching an airplane in the middle of the night. Like, it was not, it was not good. So, um, I, I think... It, I don't know if Andrew Garfield or Tommy McGuire would want to come back for any of these movies, but I want to go to Greece later this year. Sorry. Oh, Steve. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I was like, maybe if it's, uh, maybe if it's an option while on the plane to Greece, uh, when I, when Jill and I go for a wedding, maybe that's yeah. where I'll watch it. Yeah, for um, sure. Like coming out of uh, coming out of it, I was just never again. Did I think I'd want uh, would I be like, yeah, I'm down for another Toby Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah. And I am now. I like, I add caveats to that. Uh, but it's yeah. just, if he's like, I, I was, I so enjoyed his performance in this because he had the least dramatically to do. And that suits him as an actor because he's not that good of an actor where it's like, Hey, but as a person who was just like, I've, like I've been around the block. I've seen I've seen some crap. I've lived through some through some crap, and just like the the bigger brother kind of role, the mentor. I was like, the he cool was youth pastor. Pardon the cool the youth, cool youth pastor. pastor. Yeah. As as a former youth pastor, I always love a good youth pastor joke. <laughs> like he was surprised. Like with that, that that's where I'm like, hey man, if if I'm ever going to get a Mayday Parker on the big screen, it's from his universe because <laughs> him and MJ are married and sure. him being the mentor to Mayday. I'm like, all right, make it happen. Let me bring this. Give us Mayday. <laughs> well, I think, um, I mean, I think a Craven's last hunt first would be cool with them too. Like, Oh yeah. 
Well, that could also because in in the MC two or like doesn't he lose a leg or something? Yeah. Probably so from, so in in the uh, from a goblin fight. Yeah, in in the the in the Mayday Parker story, the MC two, um, they started off as a what if, right? Um, and uh, in the original run, um, he's still there. In the original run, they the baby uh, yes is is born and stolen by an agent of the, of the green goblin and then just never seen again. Just, they never, they never mention it again, never comes back. Uh, and so, so the what if story is like, what if they got that baby back? Um, and what they do is they play out um, or they, they show you in flashbacks, they play out the, the issues that actually do happen in the, in the original run, but with him having a baby um, and it changes the way he does some things. And so Norman gets exploded uh, blown up by one of his pumpkin bombs, but his leg is too near, so he loses his leg in it. Um, and that happens kind of at the end of the volume, first volume of Amazing Spider-Man in the 90s. Uh, just that story just changed a little differently. And so then he retires uh, as Spider-Man and, and then raises her until she becomes a teenager and her powers start manifesting. Um, and then she finds out that he was her, her dad was Spider-Man and she becomes Spider-Girl. So, But with the uh, with the Ben Riley suit, which was a sick suit. Yeah, yeah. Suit. I mean, it's a little tailored too for her, but oh yeah. Um, but we can move on. Part. Uh, <laughs> like, I, it, it's one of those where, like I said, I didn't think coming out of it that I'd want this in live action. But now I'm like, if you, especially because there's always talk of say Miles, uh, I think Miles is difficult to ingrain into the MCU with a young Peter Parker. Because yeah, I but they already have they already have their Miles series, right? Into the Spider Verse is fantastic. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They don't, no, no. They don't need to if they, to if rush anything else with it. If they were going to do it live action, I think something with like with Garfield uh, could be awesome. Like that could be that Garfield redemption story, like him training Miles. Um, I don't I don't know, but and I'm with you because I'm like we got we got one awesome, and I'm really excited for. Uh, Spider-Verse 2, especially because my boy Japanese Spider-Man is going to be in it. And yeah. <laughs> Leopard on. Uh, so good. So yeah. wacky. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think Sony is stupid if they're going to keep making movies and not try to get those guys back into them. Um, but, I mean, they've kind of already proven that point. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, 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 uh, my nervousness is as well but you just did a lot of goodwill with a really good thing <laughs> like as good a, as much as i love andrew garfield and i love his spider-man like him being in even though i didn't see it him being in let there be carnage wouldn't have made it better it would have just needed no. the love and care of a ground-up build sony just needs to re like revamp how it does movies yeah cool Cool. Um, all right, sir. So, yeah, I guess that, I guess that's everything. Um, no, I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Steve, I guess any any final thoughts or any final hopes of where the where MCU should go? Uh, uh, I think it's all heading towards a secret. Or not Secret Invasion, uh, Secret Wars movie, and I'm I'm excited for that. I'm I'm down down for that. I I think the the Fantastic Four movie is going to be cool. I'm looking forward to that when that comes. Um, like I said, this this phase, uh, Spider Man's been amazing. Uh, Doctor Strange though, I didn't love some of the content was well made, mm -hmm. and Shang Chi was good, but the other ones haven't been great. The TV shows are hit and hit and miss. Um, I loved Hawkeye. Uh, Loki was really good. WandaVision was was good. Uh, and, I, and I've enjoyed everything, but they haven't all been amazing. Um, so uh, or spectacular <laughs> or sensational. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I don't know. I, I'm just kind of in for the ride most of the time, and we'll see what happens. So that's fair. It's yeah. definitely different than I thought it would be. I to me, the next step is easily Galactus or maybe Kang. So going Secret War is 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 very different. Um, and it's also well, Kang, Kang's already in it, right? Kang, Kang oh, yeah. is confirmed. He's already been in the Loki show. Um, spoilers, Chris. Uh, yeah, but no, uh, no, I, I've, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely going to Kang first, but I, I think mm-hmm. Kang will lead to something bigger uh, in the Secret Wars thing, but we'll see. Right. All right. Well, Steve, as always, a pleasure. Uh, we will be back because eventually we've got to do our, uh, I think it's either the Clone Saga or 90s are, are, are just topic yeah, of 90s well. comics. <laughs> comics for 90s, yeah. Because they got ridiculous. Um, they did. Sometimes these days awesome, we'll get there. sometimes not. And um, yeah. Always radical. Always and often with horribly drawn feet. Lots of pouches. <laughs> Lots of pouches and big guns. All right. All that being said, listener, thank you for listening. Steve, as always, thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure to see and chat with you, my friend. I miss you greatly. Um, And listeners, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of One Cross Radio. Uh, Let us know in the comments your thoughts on Doctor Strange. Was the multiverse mad enough? Was there too much chaos? Um, I can't think of any more puns or jokes. It's a stupid heathen. Am I evidently? When did this come out? What? I don't know. <laughs> we used to make that joke in our accountability groups. Like, you're a stupid sinner. That was like an ongoing joke. That was an ongoing joke. Yes. We'll peel behind the curtain here. At one point, because I've got eye issues, Steve and I were joking around about him <laughs> <laughs> telling my youth group that his youth group that my eye issues were because I looked at inappropriate things on the internet. <laughs> Well, tell them what you what your eye issues are. What you told me. I got a, yes, I just got a yes. text so one day the saying. Clinical term is eye herpes. <laughs> I just got a text one day saying I have eye herpes. So I was making jokes about yeah, and looking that, at bad images. With and so listener, it's it's like a cold sore in the eye. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's nothing, to, nothing to do with what it sounds like. <laughs> but it does it's, sound like that. Well, it, it, it's. It's a cold sore. It's not an STD or an STI yeah. or whatever it's called. Now. STI. <laughs> uh, I had to, I actually had to break that. Someone, when I told someone, they were like, what? I'm like, okay, stop thinking what you're thinking. Cause think logically <laughs> here. How would that happen? I want you okay, to we, think we, about. We, I think we need to end this conversation, Chris. This is going back. <laughs> no, I'm ending it there because they were like, oh yeah, there's no rational. I'm like, exactly. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Anyways, all that. Means- <laughs> Uh, Steve, I love you. Uh, Listeners, thank you for being with us. Hope you have a wonderful day. Take care and God bless. Peace. Bye.